0: they guys. They do magic. They are
1: the magic guys. Ladies and gentlemen, lo and behold, episode 146. Man, we are almost up to 150, which would uh, suggest we've done three years of podcasting, which is insane. Okay, that's but insane. Hey, What's that mean no. to be, 156? One, yeah, so, well, I think everyone gets... Everyone gets at least two weeks a year, right, off podcasting, if, we, if we're technical, so maybe three. But, hey, I'm Josh Lombito. To my left is Nick K. I'm Nick K. Yeah. Up, Nick? And down below is Daddy Doug. What's up, y'all?
2: <laughs> Daddy's home. <laughs>
1: I feel like I'm yeah. in a bad episode of Magi Brady Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least we're not uh, three-way kissing today. That it got a little weird you, last week.
0: What happened? What did I miss?
1: <laughs> oh, you haven't watched. Thank goodness,
2: Doug, because yeah, we yeah. misbehaved like you would not believe. Like I know you sent babysitters and stuff to look after us, but man, did we get weird.
1: It.
0: Yeah. Let's, you, ju- let's just watch for this episode, let's just watch last week's episode. I'll catch up. We'll do a reaction video. Then for that,
1: do that <laughs> you thing. totally could. Uh It'd be the easiest hour of content of your it life. Works for me. And it would also explain where the name Daddy Doug came up came from. You,
0: as you well. sent me a message, some cryptic thing about you've been cutting up in my absence. I should have known to tune in, but <laughs> man, my life yeah. needs three clones right now. Like I can't even. You know, I'm behind on my big-time wrestling. How am I going to fit the magic guys in my, podcast,
2: ah, and my schedule? Man.
0: It's a complicated thing.
2: Well, well, you have been absent, Doug. Why don't you tell our listeners and our friends, what have you been up to? We, You've had this amazing convention. Like, tell us about that. Like, please, fill us in.
0: Yeah, so I was in the Carolinas in America, North Carolina. Visited my pop in the South Carolina. Had a great time seeing family. And then took the wife to what is, in my estimation, and I've been to a lot of them this year. We're celebrating. I still haven't fixed that. This is worth the celebration. Scott Robinson's Tricks Convention, man, the love there is unmatched. I've been in some yeah. great convention th- this year. <clears throat> that one, that's the one, fellas. Ooh.
2: Isn't it crazy how like the uh, you know there's Black Pools, there's Magic Lives, you know, the bigger the better sort of thing, and and it's amazing when you do these itty bitty ones. They're like, this is the best so dimension. He's
0: like at two. He's over two hundred, and it's full. Like you wouldn't want more than that there. I don't think to have a good time because part of it's the session. Like it's all. Yeah. You know, I, I threw a few videos up online at, at one in the morning. It's oh, and the whole thing's full in the lobby, and everyone's jamming out. There's Eric Jones Ooh. over here, Daniel Garcia's over here, Sean Farquhar's over there, uh, John Armstrong and Brent Braun, and we're they're all going hardcore. And, you know, uh, that vibe stayed true the whole weekend. Uh, all those names were great. The, uh, Blake Voigt was there. He was great. Rob Zabrecki. Oh, baby.
2: Oh, my God. Oh. Who doesn't love Rob? He actually he, he came down to Melbourne. He did shows here, and it changed, like, the way we do magic from now forth in Melbourne. I kid you not. Like he had such an impact in our scene here. I mean, that was just after he won. I think he won, was a Cabaret Magician of the Year or something like that at the castle? Like he, he won some sort of award. Yes. And, and rightly so. Like, Jesus Christ, what a talent. Like, the way he presents himself.
0: I forgot really. he was going to be there, actually. And then I was like, oh, yeah, Zabreki's here last day. His lecture on character and acting and some magic, but mostly the important things, was... Life-changing. Like you said, it was that. So open note to everyone listening, find Rob Zabrecki and listen to what he's saying. And then later that night, he brought it all to life on stage with, you know, 40 minutes of theatrical performance that had me in tears, literally. Um, yeah. Thank you, Rob Zabrecki, for existing. It lets is- us all know that magic can still be in a deep art form. It is deep. And Rob Zabrecki's does- bringing it.
1: What does he do... Throughout the year, is he touring a show? Is he doing corporates? He's
0: it's a weed dealer. That's how he makes his right. real money. Oh, really? He's sorry.
2: invested in, in farms? No, I'm
0: just making things up.
2: Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying. At, well, you say that, but a lot of people have done that. A lot of the Canadian magicians have done that, to my Look, knowledge. like you're, if, you're, When I get
0: the chance, I'm all in on that deal. But, yeah, we're not yeah. quite there in the States yet. Um, So, yeah, you know what he um, talked a lot in, about in the lecture is producing his own show. So he'll do the Rob Zabrecki hour in whatever theater he deems fit, and you know little theaters around the country, like you know Rhapsody Theater he was just at, which is the sister kind of experience in the in the Chicago. It's a small theater. Uh, Josh Jay's been doing shows there. Andy Gladwin's yes. there now. Okay, um,
1: I feel like because Rob Zabrecki was an actor, right before.
0: So he was a musician. <clears throat>
2: That's right. Nice playing right. band. Oh,
0: did you know?
1: And he would do a cigarette vanish, I think, on stage, wouldn't he? You would do like the Rob Zabrecki? Yeah, I'm sure I I heard him talk about it. You know, I could see him doing that once. He used to play
2: bass in a kind of punk rock outfit <laughs> when, when we, we spoke about it at length when he was in town. But yeah, did um,
1: did you both? I speak think my about favorite
0: it? thing was when he, he uh, danced for like two minutes in his show. Oh. Now I'd like to dance for you, a number I call <laughs> the aberration. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rob
2: Zabrecki. Is Can't. that before he, draw, he draws like all over his face in that bit? No, he <laughs> did not
0: do that in this <laughs> okay. set. And I can only imagine if you want to see that, then you're going to go to the next tier that he charges. Baby mm. Rob. But that but, uh, was not missed at all. You know, he did paper cutting, he did a touches routine, the hug kill routine. Oh, he takes this routine to a whole new level. I want to talk about it, but I'm not gonna because you need to see it live. You know, we've all seen the hug kill where you, mm, you know, the spectator
2: right. with the um, Ooh, I don't think anyone's done insane. it better than him with the with with the thing, the big yeah, let's let's, let's talk spoil about it. it. you
1: yeah. have to see it. Damn it, yeah. all right. <laughs> i got to make a note. You have to tell me this. I was crying. Part. Crying. I have a question, Doug. I mean... <laughs> how about now? How... Did,
2: did, did you converse... I have a question for you, Doug. Did you converse with, like, um with uh, Eric Jones and, and, and Danny Garcia? Like, did you uh, ask them what they on?
0: Yes. Danny, a little bit. He was... You know, his attention was pulled everywhere because, you know, yeah. Universe. So, uh, yeah, I just was I, not in that scene with Danny because he's a busy guy and moving around. Eric, I did get to spend some time with talking. Uh, another busy guy, and wow, was he impressive on stage as,
1: was, a, Eric as Trent, a like. As a social oh, yeah. star, Doug, like we, you know, with such a following that you have on YouTube and stuff, were you on their radar, like, or are they just busy like doing their thing?
0: You know? Yeah, I get a mix of love and hate. You know, it's one or the other. I think I mean, it's either disdain or hey, Doug, good to see. You. I love what you're doing. <laughs> it's one of the two. I, More of that, and nice to you know have that in my life. But uh,
1: I mean, I think everyone gets that at that level, right? Like, how many people have you heard, um, you know, Copperfield? Announce he's going to vanish the moon. So either you see people posting, oh my God, he's going to vanish to the moon or I'm getting messages going, you know, he's not relevant anymore or he's not going to get there. Yeah. What is he thinking? He's he be- It better not just be a, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so you're going to get love and hate.
0: Yeah, I had a magician today because I posted about that. I had a magician today comment on my Facebook. I hope it's not cheesy like the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> I'm like, idiot. man, you just don't get it at all, do you? No. Yeah. You know? If you're if you're watching this, Farley, I'm sorry, but you know, it's you know, how can you blaspheme the goat like that? It's that's that's unfathomable to me. Yeah. We're still talking about the Statue of Liberty. What was it, 40 years ago? Were that long ago? And and you know what? Yeah, I expect the moon vanish maybe to be a bit cheesy, a little copy, copperfieldish. If it's not, it wouldn't be date
1: whatever i saw someone yeah. make a joke that was that, that basically said yeah it probably does take 30 years to to stitch together a black cloth that big <laughs> i was like
0: <laughs> you know, I, I heard rumors of this trick this trick he bought from steve fearson 30 years ago and he he threatened to do it back when he was putting specials on yearly and i was expecting the moon Vanish to be seen in the 90s So having this come to fruition, I'm sure there's a lot of people excited about it. He's been planning this for 30 years.
2: You know, Steve Pearson doesn't get nearly enough credit for the genius that he is. I mean, his thread hookup hookup with levitating cigarettes and so forth is absolutely genius. And if I recall, Steve Pearson also created that amazing soaring in half illusion where you hold onto your legs and walk about. The laser.
0: Copperfield also bought the rights to that.
2: Yeah. And it's Wait. remarkable because, because you see some in, uh, Instagram people doing that. And it's like, you know, you ain't mm-hmm. supposed to. Because I wanted to do it like mm-hmm. myself, but then copy films, I'm like, hey, I'm
0: it's becoming like kind of Halloween costume now. You know, people are, it's <laughs> so, it's That's transcended true. magic. This, That's,
1: this crazy. Yeah.
0: Steve yeah. was also revolutionary in the beginning of the internet. He created download DownloadMagic.com, was one of the first guys to put magic for retail online, and made an enormous success of himself with downloads and distribution of his thread system and such. Uh, truly a genius, Steve Pearson.
2: Yeah, and an unsung hero in so many facets of magic. So, yeah, you got to be thankful. You know what? Here's here's
0: an interesting story. I booked his very first lecture in Lake Charles, Louisiana. I was uh, in the magic club there, and uh, Steve was in Texas at the time and had just released his thread system and was looking to do things. And I hosted the very first Steve Pearson lecture. No kidding. How about that that tidbit?
2: What's he like, man? Like, uh, he seems chill he seems so then like he's he's got- green
0: right he was super green first lecture that's a weird experience for anyone and uh can't reflect on that meeting with what he's like um obviously a creative genius and i've had some discussions with him through the years but and i don't know what he's really like
2: he's got paul harris energy to me like kind of recluse sort of vibe like paul harris yeah. hides in thailand for like 11 months of the year, I'm told. You know what I mean? Well, I'll tell you,
0: I follow him on Facebook. He spent the last, not the last few months, but last year traveling around the country on a moped with his dog, living.
2: (laughs) The vagabond.
0: He had a tent and a dream to travel with his dog. He did that for months. How old he you going to repairs? When he needed repairs, he would mail them to the local post office from Amazon, pick up a spare tire, fix the moped and get back on the road to whatever the next place was. What a crazy journey. He just got sick of all the things, all the retail, all the things. And I think with genius comes, uh, insanity, right. And walking that line is a fine one sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Are, Are you guys familiar with Andrew Schultz, the comedian? Yeah. Doug.
0: Uh, Andrew Schultz, I'm not, but I'm not up t- to par on my comedians these days. So, tell me about so
1: him. Yeah, so so the, the quick backstory is, um, I started seeing some of his YouTube clips. He had these great heckler verse comedian clips a few years ago, yeah. five years ago, really popped off, and I was like, God damn, this guy is so funny. Then I found out he had a podcast called Flagrant Two. Started following it. Then I realized he had a Patreon for that. Podcast, so it's him and three of his mates. Then I realized that Patreon is ranked in the top ten earning of all Patreons, like in the US. Oh, um, and it earns something like over hundred thousand dollars a month. Oh my God, for the Patreon! I was like, Holy crap! Like the US, um, and then he was still underground at that point, like in Australia. And he, I saw, this is back in 2019, I saw that he was coming to do a tour in Australia at our local um, Albion, uh, not Albion, um, Paddington Comedy Club. Fits, I don't know, 150, 200 people maybe. And we, I went and saw him back then with my mate Christopher Wayne and Sandy came and stuff. And he packed out the room. <laughs> so I got to watch this guy like kill it, right, at, um, this, uh, t- at this comedy club. 200 people. Great. Six months ago, he announces he's coming back to Australia, but now he's playing at the entertainment center, which is the biggest venue we have in Brisbane. Thousands and thousands of seats. Um, You know, it's where like anyone big would play. (laughs) And from his social media clips and growing his following in four years, he's gone from 200 seats to like, I don't know, 8,000 seats he sold out at this entertainment center. And I went on the weekend to go see it. And it was the most insane thing to watch him walk out like a freaking god, you know. It's
0: wonderful that social media provides an outlet for people to find their fan base. Like, really, if you're good at what you do and put effort into putting yourself out there.
1: Yeah, you know, Absolutely. There's, you can uh, do a YouTube on,
0: special. You can do TikTok lives. You can do Instagram reels. There's all kinds of ways to...
1: Man, he he basically paved the format that most uh, comedians do now, which is um, yeah, you put out snippets. Instead of putting out an hour special, you put it out in one-minute segments. Because yeah. what he figured out, and he did a TED Talk, he figured out that people will watch the whole hour if they're given the option to watch minutes at a time. But they won't sit and watch an hour, like just because it goes for an hour doesn't mean they'll watch that whole hour. But they will keep swiping and watch the next clip, the next clip, because they're choosing to. He found this really weird dynamic, and so he would put out his special, but in like one minute segments, and it would get more view time. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. Anyway, so that was really cool. I got to go watch that on the weekend. It was just. It was just- you know a comedy success
0: story I've been enjoying. Have you heard of Nate Bargatze? Is Nate Bargatze on your radar?
1: Yeah, I just yeah. heard that name. I think the, today.
0: So yeah, he's done a Netflix special, or maybe three, at least one or two. The cool thing is, his father is a magician, Stephen Bargatze. Oh damn! And so now Stephen Bargatze, who is hilarious. Do you are you familiar with Stephen Bargatze?
2: Not at all. No.
0: Well, let me tell you, you might Google his name and watch a clip or two of this comedy mastermind at work. He's super funny. But now because his son has attained success through his efforts through the last few years, Stephen gets to appear at radio city music hall at, you know, red rock in Colorado. He's doing the opening act for his son. Now what a joy to travel with your son who is a, this top tier as it gets. I mean, Radio City Music Hall is yeah, about yeah. as good as it gets, I think, for entertainment and comedy anyway. And, uh, yeah, how cool is it to see him posting and talking about those shows? Congratulations, mm-hmm. Stephen. Not that he watches this, but tell, tell Stephen I love what's happening with him. If anyone knows Stephen, tell him. Okay, I'm done talking yeah. about that.
2: We should hey, do that actually. We should actually like try and see if we can Kevin Bacon a situation. Do you know what I mean? Or it's like, okay, let's like not. <laughs> I just a did it. I
0: just I just Kevin Baconed it. You saw exactly. it happen. So it's right, happening now. I'm yeah, Steven right. Bardazzi and share this clip with him. Internet.
2: Thank you. There's gotta be someone that we could like get on through and then and then we'll just have a video being like He <laughs> just a video like hey Doug.
0: Man, maybe Steven ends wow. up here. I'd love <laughs> to pick his brain about how to be a good magician. I mean this is a this is a guy who works out of his pockets and kills for Radio City Music you know Nate's like hey dad you want to open for me he's like sure and he's doing a uh, 10 bill repeat and he does a you know it's comedy magic just out of the pockets
2: love, love it. it that 10 bill repeat is an interesting routine because it doesn't exactly have a kicker ending it's sort of like
0: yeah go watch Steven do it that's what, that's everyone's homework. Go Google Steven Bargazzi doing Fred Cap's bill routine. Yeah. Yeah. Go watch that. Again, we could just watch that and not talk anymore. We could go yeah. that way still.
1: True. True. Hey, we've got a, uh, a speak pipe where we can break, break our, uh, chatting up for a second. Yeah. I think there's two Let's actually, but there's, there's one that I've got here at the ready. Uh, this is from our boy Raghav, longtime listener of the podcast. I know he's got some interesting things coming up. He recently won a talent competition uh, in India, I think, for his workplace. Uh, out of all the singers, out of everything, I helped. Uh, I did a Zoom with him and we tweaked his his performance That's and stuff. Great. Not saying I had anything to do with it, but he did win. So <laughs> anyway, it's here from, from Rangap. Hello, Magic guys. One question
0: for you. Do magicians usually share their refined magic tricks or new deceptive elements in existing tricks through traditional platforms like magazines or books? It seems like many traditional magicians still prefer these mediums.
1: Right, so do... Are magicians still sharing their secrets in magazines and books instead of social media?
2: If I could chime in for a second on that one, I think there's, there's an old saying where it's, if you want to hide a magic secret, put it in print, right? Like that's, Mm. uh, and and it's very difficult to try to get that, that message through the young kids because, you know, one of the things when people say like, how, how do I learn? I just go, it's all in books, man. It's all in books. Learn to read. It's all in books. And I think that, yeah, I don't know like I sure DVDs are a good medium and I love them. And I have dozens, if not hundreds in front of me right now above my, my TV, whatever else, but man, like the, the magic is in the, it's in, it's in the, it's on the paper. It's all there.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I was chatting on my discord earlier with a student asking me where to find the good stuff. And I said, go read the old magazines, go read Ibidem and epilogue and apocalypse and any of them. They're all great.
1: Cause wouldn't wouldn't magicians uh, so that someone couldn't copy their effect they would publish it in a magazine so that like their name is now associated
0: that with was it. the way, right? Mm-hmm. yeah these days the the avenues are thin you know I look in genie for all the tricks that people submit and it's thin and there's not as many. Uh, there's not as many small publications. They do exist. I'm going to try a feature here. I got my iPad plugged in HDMI. Let's see if it works. Look at this. On my iPad. This is the Hermit, which is a current digital magazine. So there are avenues. And you might look at something like this. They're in year two. And who's who's in here?
2: Uh, oh, damn. Jay Sankey. John
0: Terry. Jay Sankey's got items. Oh. Patrick Cuffs. And I think they just published a hardbound compilation. Oh, out of print. But, yeah, so that is like a, a modern option for, a, uh, I think, a, a, a modern creator to submit material.
2: That's a great idea. I would love to put some of my ideas in there just for the sake of posterity and just to have it there, you know what I mean? And and timestamp, timestamp the ideas Certainly. you had for-
0: If you want to you know, like establish an idea, I think it's important to get it in print. And if not if not, in, even in uh, written, I think using online YouTube or social media as a valid resource for that as well. So,
2: you know, we could have that
0: discussion too.
2: mm, So to answer the question, I think ultimately, yes, like we still do that, but there's just not as many mediums. Um, But then again, that's what magic is supposed to be, isn't it? It's not supposed to be something that's so readily available that you can just go to any street corner and find secrets and find, you know, these absolute treasures that, you know, that exist within these pages. So...
0: Steve beam's trap door. That's one I was recommending. Oh, Steve beam trap door.
1: (laughs) You just see the love in Doug's eyes.
0: (laughs) You're right. You know, I was telling my wife, man, I still love magic so much. How lucky am I?
1: I had something like this
0: in my life for so long.
1: Yeah, that's so good. I got to say that that's what this, um, this theater of magic that I'm doing every week is bringing back in me. Like I look forward to it. I'm, Tweaking things every week with it, you know, finding different endings, different methods for things. Just so enjoyable. So enjoyable. Super like made
0: envious it, of that.
1: I've made it a point to try and take out routines that I would do in my corporate show. So I'm not just doing the same show. Mm-hmm. I'm finding let, other let, effects that let
0: I me talk about on. this briefly. They're at the Tricks convention. Sean Farquhar presented an insight talk, a short talk on performing magic in a small theater. He has the Hidden Wonders Theater experience. It's 32 seats, Mm -hmm. a a super success in a not major tourist environment, which is inspiring. But his show is uh, new every performance. He has a selection of magic that he invites the audience to choose from. And he creates an impromptu performance on the spot. So this, this entices return visits, and that's what happens, he says. Um,
2: I really love that idea. They used to, there was a duo that I saw do that many, many years ago called uh, Maxime Van, and they had a, they, it's just a two-man show, and they act everything on the stage. It's just like them in two chairs, and they, like, they basically do an entire movie. And it's remarkable because when you leave the theater, like in this thing, they're, they're con men. They play like a dozen people in it and there's like like a casino heist ultimately, right? But when you leave the theater and the next day you're playing back the show in your head, you can see the car chase. You can see the rockets being fired. You can see like the wires hanging from the ceiling as like the guy floats through and stuff. And it's all just pantomimed in this show. And every time in that show, they do a bit where they bring somebody up and freestyle a bit, which is so funny but it makes you want to see every single show because you know that every show is mm. going to be different yep. even if just for that portion. Yeah. And I love that so much. And so I, I basically throughout the years I ended up doing a show which is very much like a choose your own adventure type deal. Um and, and again just rewatchability, you know? How many times they can come back and see a different show is epic and that's why like mm. You know, I, I've been leaning into that a lot more because this year, especially with product reviews, it's like, a, like this is stop book tests. In fact, we'll be reviewing one a little bit later by Dan Harlan called My Word. But yes. it's just been it's so good. But there's just one after another. And you think to yourself, like, if they're all the same effect, but there's all these different ways to do it, like, why not just have a pile of magazines and a pile of books and a pile of whatever else? And go, grab one of those. You grab one and you grab one. Let's try something fun. And, you know, you, you frame it in such a way that it's like, man, I want to come by next week and see if it's different or, you know.
0: Do you every- advertise that with your show, Josh? I know you have more than one magician. Do you say, come back, it's a new experience this week? Or is that mentioned in your marketing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because there's three of us, there's, uh, what, the, six times, five times, four times, three, whatever. There's like, there's nine variations of the show because we take turns at doing the feature show and the close-up show. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. So we say, yeah, come back, see a different one of us do the main show or the close-up yeah. or the same yeah. show. But, um, and, we, you know, we explain that the audience makes the show different and different reactions because there's always stuff that happens that will make a point of saying, like, this will never happen like this again, you know, because of, you know, your choice.
0: How, much, how often are you changing material that you perform? In this
1: show Right now uh, I'm tweaking it About 15% Every show Just because mm-hmm. I'm trying To make it Like as magical As possible
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, And like I just came up With a, an, Like a new Effect in the show That, I, that I've that i never done In corporates But I want to Make it a Parlor thing And so The sponge dong Is it that I hope I'm it's just, the sponge I'm dong. trying to work I'm trying to work that in You know But I haven't done a way <laughs> But uh, I'm doing this routine um, where it's like three predictions are all revealed within one deck that hasn't been touched. That's like at the start, you know, they choose the which deck we're going to use. One gets put away. So I have one person think of a number, one person think of um, or pick a card, and one person think of someone they know. And then all of those things are revealed in this one deck. So it's this cool like build up moment, build up moment. And then there's tension because like the audience member grabs the deck and they reveal all three things. And it's like a fun thing that's like very magic-y, you know.
0: It's all about Uh, their choices. Yeah, yeah.
1: And like I would never have a corporate show's like audience's attention to to really do that. But here it's like it goes crazy and uh, – People are just like, so
0: there's impossible. a difference you're saying between a corporate audience who is watching, you know, because they're there, because they're there, <laughs> and then someone who's bought a ticket to come see a magic shit
2: when you're interrupting attention. And you need to grab it as quickly as possible. But So when you're doing like a seated down type show, sure, you could open with something like that where you're doing something bang, quick, fast, and strong. But then it gets to a point where they're like, okay, I'm invested now, either for one, this is super fascinating, or two, I'm going to figure this guy out and watch the really thoroughly. So, And when you do that, you can do something that's a little bit more procedural, for lack of a better word, where it's like... Okay, you choose one, and this, and you shuffle some, and you shuffle some, and you shuffle especially if
0: it's audience interaction here, right? Yeah, it's,
2: but it's if you mad. but if you rock up to like a, in a roving setting and be like, "Hello, friends, how are we?" You shuffle, you shuffle, you shuffle. It's kind of like, "What the is this? Is he invited? Does he work for us? What is happening here?" I'm just a bit, and like, "What's your name again?" Like, you know what I mean. But when you're when you've already got them, you can jazz into stuff like this.
1: It's it's a totally different world, Doug. It's it's the difference between you getting force upon an audience that didn't know you're going to be there as opposed to an audience that has gone through so many layers building up to the night. Like they saw the advertisement, they've seen the promo video, they've paid money, they've anticipated for two weeks that they're going, they've chosen what they're going to wear to go there. They've entered the venue. They've greeted, they've been given a drink. They've seen the theater magic pinball machine. They've gone in they, we have um we have a projector screen playing black and white films of um, magic that happens in movies. So there's a pre-show reel people can sit and watch like magic happening uh, in movies like, I love on the that. screen, and all this stuff's happening before the show even starts. And then once it starts, like they're primed to in you know just take in what's about to happen. Yeah, uh, it's it's like I want to go. I want to yeah. go
0: there. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> It's like crayons and perfume. It's so different, um, the the vibe that they're in. So it's, uh, yeah. It's, I got
0: tickets to a show coming in December to New Orleans. The Illusionists are on tour here for a holiday show. We're going to see oh, Kevin man. James and Steve Valentine.
2: That's cool. And, I love uh, Steve Valentine. love him.
1: Yeah. Yes. Great. Love him. Um, I've seen Steve Valentine in The Illusionist. I love Steve Valentine. He's so I'm good, really right?
0: Sure. He was in, in Texas at the TAOM I was at killed so hard i can't wait to see him go at this big auditorium
2: oh he's gonna slaughter he's just amazing <laughs> yeah. but um what one thing i'll share with regards to this different experience each time um and this is something i cover in my lecture but i think it might be of value to everyone else listening out there is when when i rove and i approach a group you know not to go through the whole rigmarole but i explain who i am what i'm doing and then i nominate somebody in the room and i'll say like i'll say doug it's your choice what do you want to do we can do card magic coin magic, magic with borrowed objects, or my award-winning stuff, what you want to do? Mm, and he'll go, right. I want to see your award-winning stuff. I go, Great. And then I'll do my shtick. And then what that does to the audience or to Mr. CEO or whoever's booked you, they go, what are you doing December 4th? And they go, probably working for you. He goes, good, because I saw the award-winning stuff and the coin stuff, but I want to see the other stuff too. So I'm booking you again. So these are the things that have helped me in the past to do that, knowing that that's a thing because I remember one time I was performing and this cat was like, Oh, I've already seen it. So like, what do you mean? You've already seen it. Like <laughs> I did 20 hours in an 85 hour magic show. I've got material, man. I've got material, you know? Yeah. I think right. we've
1: talked about I mean, people can't hear this enough, but I know we've talked about this before. Where like, yeah, we all have different, uh, different ways of showing clients that we have so much stuff they haven't seen. Like yeah, mine is the creating different visuals of magic. So when people are, when the client hears a group screaming and they look over, they're seeing a different visual. Like either everyone's screaming, looking at the roof, or they're screaming because there's fire, they're screaming because they're looking at the ground doing haunted deck. So that way it, or a different prop, and it just ensures, yeah. like, oh, there's a wine bottle this time when they're screaming. So they're like, oh crap, he's doing, I only saw one thing. I didn't see any of this stuff. Mm. But um, super important. Shall we? Shall we carry on with uh, with gig stories? One, one sec,
0: Bob. Bob is asking who's going to be in the show, and since I got this capability Ooh, now, I'm not great. sure. They don't list all the performers' names.
1: Mm, Chris um, Cox. Maybe
0: you guys can enlighten me on the gentleman on the left. He looks so familiar.
1: Um, Chris Cox is on the left. Chris Cox, my left.
0: Um, uh, okay. And
1: so he he was in the illusionist that uh, I got to see him when he came through Australia. All right. Very funny. He's a he's a mentalist. He does mentalism, mind yeah. mentalism. Ooh. Yeah, I think on the far right is Hunjin Kim.
2: Um, lovely cat. I uh, he, he did he did Illusionist here, and I was doing their movie manipulator.
0: The I'm assuming I've oh, seen yeah. his act, I think
2: so. Yeah. I, I think right. that's him. Um, and second from the right, I'm not sure who that person is. It looks like um, the guy from Twilight, the guy that plays the world. You werewolf. know what they do there, probably, is
0: they just put in any ambiguous. Uh, male figure, and just you know, you're gonna see who's, who's there. Dan Sperry might be there. Who knows?
2: I'd have put a picture of Doug Con. Just I'm not
0: that guy, though.
2: You'd be <laughs> perfect.
0: I'm not that male model guy.
2: You're the
1: teen heartthrob role. You're like, and where's forward. the, you the
0: heartthrob? You're like, you now you get Grandpa Magic instead.
1: <laughs> Chris Chris Cox is really interesting because like, he he's uh, he's full of energy. He's he's, <laughs> he's very jumpy and like he he's, he brings he does bring a nice approach yeah. to. To mentalism. Um
0: considering the talent that I know, I'm assuming the people running this Shindig know what they're doing and arranging a good show. Totally.
1: Oh perfect
2: name. That's a perfect name, now, how that that's a perfect name <laughs> is Silver Fox. How good's that? Oh. That was taken <laughs>
0: by Scotty York.
2: Scotty York friend.
0: was known as the Silver Fox. Can't do it. Uh.
2: Okay, so welcome to Gig Stories, friends, the part of the show where we like to talk about moments in magic for posterity, starting
1: with, Josh, you got a story? Yeah, I got some stories. I got some quick anecdotes. Cool. One event, first time this has happened, woman uh, stumbled and spilled in red wine on my split suit, which is one half is black, one half is white. So it's it's currently at the dry cleaners. They seemed very positive that they could- get this out but it was quite annoying it was like halfway through the event she just trips spills a red wine that's horrible tries to play it off like "Ah," and like walked off and like i'm in the bathroom trying to you know clean up my hands and stuff my cube my cube got red wine on it uh and she's trying to laugh it off and you know so quick just a quick and then she understood but um i had to take my jacket off and no, I didn't hit it. I didn't hit it. I didn't hit it. I'm just
2: oh, <laughs> in my that? head. You just fucking you know, Sean Connery the
1: situation. Like sometimes you gotta give them a slap when they spill. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because she was like trying to make a joke in the in. She I'm wasn't like, apologetic. No, here's what happened. She goes, uh, "We're in the bath. I'm, we're in like this open forum basin." And uh, she's like, oh, I'm trying to clean. You know, she's trying to clean up her own wine. She spilled it on herself. Don't like, oh, worry, I'm here with you too. Uh, and then she goes into the bathroom, which is right next to it. And she goes, yeah, but you're not coming in. No, but not in here. You're not. <laughs> and like closes the door. I'm like, why are you trying to be funny about this instance that you just, you know, ruin my cube? Anyway, so I had to take the jacket off and I just had to do the rest of the roving, you know, just suit and, uh, just shirt and tie, pants, like one deck, just whatever would sit in the pocket. Not a big deal. But anyway, first time, red wine. It's pretty annoying at gigs. Um, and then the, uh, the second thing that happened was did an event. Um, this, is a, this is a hot tip. If, you, if you're someone who does a bottle production in your show, I love doing it. I love splash mm. bottles. Uh, I keep one on my hip. At all times, they're the actual gimmick. And um, I think it's worth noting, even if you're not doing a show, you should wear it because that takes up no space. It's just on your belt. Um, Because like, And this has happened so many times, but it happened at this event. It was a Christmas party, but they got the owner's wife up to sing happy birthday to her because it was her birthday. So I just look over at the catering and I'm like, these bottles are all for the event, right? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, cool. I'm going to borrow one to do piece of magic with he's like sure so now i've got a bottle boom i didn't have to bring one like i would at my show just after everyone's song happy birthday and all this stuff i go up to her and I'm like oh i didn't realize it was your birthday let me show you something uh, special and so she's with just her little group a very wealthy (laughs) group and uh, i can do this routine and produce a bottle for her and it like made her day um just because you know it's a little thing that you might not even use but it's worth noting that you know if you do this stuff just Keep it on you because uh, you can do miracles. Imagine, like, they've seen you roving for an hour and then all of a sudden you can just produce a bottle out of nowhere. It like blows their head off. So that was, that was fun.
2: absolutely. I, um, I thankfully have a toppet that I use for my bottle productions. And so when I rove with that, yeah, I can throw things in there. And then people just do dumb shit. They go, like, vanish my sunglasses. And I'm like, oh no. And you're like, oh. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> you, know, you can just toss it into your topper like it's nothing. But mm. um, yeah, I have a cute story um, for you guys. <laughs> There's a kid that comes and sees me on the weekly, like for the past, like three weeks. Um, he comes to this, the, this chat shopping center that I, that I do my residency at on Saturday um, afternoons He's the cutest kid in the world. Like I want to adopt him. He's so adorable. And basically the mother's there, and I'm like, "Hello, oh, lover." She's like, "Oh, he's good. He's been talking about you all week again. He's been practicing its magic." And I'm just like, "Okay, Ollie, what do you got, my guy?" And he's like, "I know the counting trick." And I'm like, "Show me, sure, my guy." And he's doing it. I'm like, "Am I doing it right? You're doing great, kid. Keep going, you know." And he's like, "Yeah, but like my cards are really beaten. And I'm like, "Stay, stay put. I'll be back in a sec." And I go to my my bag and I grab my fresh deck. And I'm like, "That's for you to practice with, my guy. Good luck." And and I just think to myself, like, how adorable would it be if, like, in in like ten years' time, like he's working for me. You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't that just be the greatest story
0: I often talk fondly of Paul Swinford. I used to, I was a teenager. I guess I was 16 because I could drive. I would drive to these fine dining establishments and order a Coke, not even thinking about how wrong it was to do that. And he would always come and spend time with me and be kind and share magic. And you're, you are changing lives and don't be surprised 10 years from now that kid's talking about you.
2: I hope so, man. Like he's, he's, the the sweetest, most well-mannered, well-spoken kid, and I absolutely adore him. And I, I really hope that like he just sticks to it and keeps his nose clean. But uh on, on the on the other side of kids, there's awful ones as well. And when you've got like a bunch of 10-year-olds and they're full of sugar and they rip on each other, this is probably more of like a question to the group, but like you ever like risen each other when like you know when you're a kid, like you make fun of each other for like being this or being that or you suck at Fortnite or whatever it might be. I rip on the kids a lot, like way too much. Because they, they – they, they, let me just be clear. They started it, right? But I'm also extremely immature and I will bite back, okay? So, you know, one of the kids was like um, – like, like he was like, let me get you a hair clip. And I'm like, I'm good, my guy. Thank you. That's fine. <laughs> and then the other kid was like, blah, blah, you're bald. And I was like, dude, I'd rather be bald than have pubes for hair because he had like super curly hair. Whoa. And, uh... <laughs> working on all the – and so I'm just ripping on all these kids. I'm just like tearing them apart, you know? And then I did that thing that I did, I spoke about last week with Nikhil, but a different kid, where he was like, yo, get me a cup of Coke. And I turned to him and go, I go, tell me, get it. Okay, like, I, I, I up I go, say, I get it yourself, Fatso. And he was like, get it yourself, Fatso. Like, and he, like and so all these kids. <laughs> I'm like dual reality all these kids and I'm helping them rip on each other. And we are laughing so much. We can't breathe. And it's just all in good fun. But I'm wondering if like, I should I, should I, should I be ripping on kids? I mean, they started, but they like lo- the thing is they love a roasting and there's, it gets to a point and this has happened more than once where they're like, bro, come listen to this guy roast us. He's so good. And then they just invite people over and I just roast all these kids.
1: Calling a six-year-old a pube head, ha ha ha, John Prentice. <laughs> that is that is funny because they don't know what that means yet. They're like, "What do you mean, yeah. man, pube?" Oh, no, these days they might. <laughs> mm. That's true. Yeah, all the KFC they get into them. All that testosterone.
0: Look, I got a, yeah. a maybe I got a gig story if this tech works again. I'm going to put my camera up here, and this is this is from the Tricks Convention. This is a foreshadowing a guest that's going to be on here in a couple of weeks now. This is yeah. Jeff Copeland. He asked us all to uh, get together and do a coin circle where this. we <sighs> would vanish a coin and then, oh wait, is this, this is the clip I shot of him, I think. Hold on, let's go back and let's see if we so can good. find this clip.
1: Uh, this is what everyone was talking oh, about at the start of this episode. This is the one that goes in a circle, yeah?
0: So, yeah, So, and here I am rounding up Rick Holcomb in the background. This is how improv it was. I'm like, Rick, get in here. And so uh, that's Jeff. He makes the coin vanish. I guess there's no audio here. but um, so, so he, he says, does. just take the invisible coin, make it big, and then vanish it and hand it to the next guy. So this is me passing it to Rick Holcomb, who will be a guest on the show on the 27th.
1: Yeah, next week. That's right.
0: So Rick is a ooh, coin man. He ooh. has a YouTube channel uh, where he covers coin magic and a bunch of other things. This is Adam Allred. We had some good sessions, and I should note this is midnight. Like this is not in the afternoon. This is like there's Danny Garcia. Look at hey, this vanish. Man. Look at this vanish. He does. I've never seen this.
1: Yes, this is ridiculous. I'm watching. I'm watching. It's like
0: bank. Like it's like a oh pinky muscle pass situation. What the hell just
1: happened?
0: <laughs> I know yeah. we don't know. We don't know. And Danny didn't talk about it. He, he, and he just walked up like one minute before we started filming. And if you look in the background, you see, uh, you know, the thriving lobby. Here's Stefan Barksdale. He's a kindred spirit. Oh, uh, yeah. He was on the podcast. Oh, i
1: jam with him. He's great. Oh, yeah,
0: Stefan was here. Yeah, he, he was on here. And, I love uh, that yeah, guy. Look at the vibe at midnight wow. at Trent's. Wow. Wow. There's what my gig story. Man, what a pleasure oh, to be with those cool cats for the whole weekend.
1: What nerds it's so do all funny. have. how is on them. I know, right? <laughs> we
0: only had one. There's only one. You know,
2: I, I I was I was chatting to a friend recently um, about like, you know, her partner and he goes out when he goes out with the boys and he gets absolutely drunk and gets absolutely munted and then, you know, we'll throw up or whatever else. And it gets like, when we get together, <laughs> you know, we, we'll be out to three, four in the morning, but we're literally yeah. getting in a circle and passing a coin around and maybe getting some Chinese food. You know what I mean? Like, it is just, yeah.
1: it's That's just like, the best existence. That's the kind of video that's like, uh, you know, what your girlfriend thinks you're doing at a convention as opposed <laughs> yeah. to what you're actually doing in, in Vegas, like at Magic Live.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. really? You really? not my, my wife would never think I'm getting crazy. She'd just be like, go be a dork, you dork. You know, she knows <laughs> what's going on.
1: <laughs> Look, if we if we get to meet, uh, you know, all of our, our friends that are in the chat right now at Magic Live, like we're going to make... Lots of these kind of videos. All right, so start practicing your slides. Oh yes, get, yes.
2: get up your chops.
1: Get we them up. need to do a sponge dog dong circle.
2: Obviously, we need to do
0: a sponge dong video. I can't. I can't wait for that.
1: If there's sponge
2: cocks in, <laughs> in the in the dealer's room, pa, they're gonna have to bring just, like a just, whole. We just gotta buy ten.
1: We're gonna bring ten, but you bring them because I don't want to have to explain it to TSA. We'll get a couple
0: but- dancing girls <laughs> off the strip. We'll get them involved.
2: I'm gonna huh. do that. I'm gonna put a. I'm gonna put a knife in my bag that it's like this big, and then when you open it, it just like sixty cocks come out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I wonder
0: if one of those would fit in this thing. Oh, this yeah. is the
1: wish box. You make a well, wish, and whatever you want appears. <laughs> Isn't oh, that, a, isn't that called called a Chinese box or something? This is the
0: Chinese pagoda box, which I use on TikTok as the algorithm appeasement generator.
1: So a Chinese sponge dong will definitely fit you in. Know, there. I say, hey folks, if you see something you like, if you
0: get a sensation, the donations are easy. Here's a hint: my holy shit, I broke it. I, I, I broke it live. <laughs> there it is. It's my algorithm appeasement generator. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Everyone like this video. Is it working? Is everyone liking the video? Absolutely. But look it's at that depth of field camera. I'm getting with this camera right now.
1: Oh, that's some good f-stop, my friend. How are you enjoying oh. all your new tech, by the way?
0: I Look, for the first time in, in a month and a half, I feel like I've got things dialed in to close to what I wanted. You know, Look what I'm rocking here. I've got multi-cameras. Oh. I can do picture-in-picture. Picture. This is my rear camera here. Oh, God. I'm on that's the Rode Wireless Pro, and it's all going through the ATM, which has allowed me to bring the iPad through HDMI on. And uh, Damn. Um, I'm balling, I think. Is that the word? My I balling? Everything's working right. except my Chinese Pagoda box. Well. It's all in preparation for the course on sleight-of-hand magic I'm about to film. It starts filming next week. I should have already been filming. I had a lot to can work tell, out.
2: Can you tell us what to expect? With let's the, talk with about that ball. another day.
0: Let me, Yeah. you know, yeah. Let's, I mean, it's, here's what to expect. I'm going to dump every, here's here's what I'm going to do. I'm just dumping my basic sleight-of-hand knowledge, cards, coins, balls, ropes, wands, rubber bands, dice. Fun.
1: Bondage, Sponge Dong.
0: Words. All of that, of course, but it'll just be sleight of hand. So it'll
2: just be Here's
0: first novice and then it will grow into a more advanced situation.
2: Amazing. Here's a fun gig story. I had Wait, a go. Hold on, hold on. Oh.
0: Still broken. Bam. TikTok is gonna be disappointed. But if oh. it doesn't work at all, it's not exposure. It's just nothing. It's the absence of magic.
1: Yeah. By the way, before we hear next gig story, Jason R. Ma- he's got a short right now that's hit over a hundred million views on YouTube. That is insane. The most insane thing ever. I was like, how are you? Christ. Cause he, he just posted that he's got over 900,000. 100 000 subscribers on
0: million views.
1: And he posted a story and I'm like, fuck, that's how you're soaring so much and good on him. But like, 100 million views. And it's the one that starts with the kit. It's, it's a busking clip. It's the one where he puts his hat over his hand. Yeah. He does the vanish of the, the um, handkerchief. and It wasn't banana. the Chinese pagoda box? It wasn't? There's still room for that one, Doug, to go viral. No one's claimed it. But it has to work first. There we go.
0: In the words of Doug Henning, my name's Doug, and welcome to my world of illusion.
1: Hey. should have had the uh the dove sound ready to go then but
0: didn't. no it wasn't that was not worth any of that i'm sorry i, I apologize
1: okay nick what was your crazy Here, story i got this oh, I,
2: feel like, I, feel, I feel like the moments passed but it was an inappropriate story about rope and a girlfriend and uh yeah let's let's move on
1: that's <laughs> okay. all we
0: want to hear though is nick is stories. all about the bondage today
2: well, yeah. okay, so, you know, I was, was talking about rope, right? And I had a, I was dating someone at the time that was into rope, and she was like, here's this Japanese book on rope stuff. And oh, I'm like, wow. cool. I was also going through um, the fiber optics um, DVD set by um, Richard Sanders at the same time as well. So she kept getting mad <laughs> that I was putting fake knots in everything. <laughs> That's not how you do it. <laughs> it's exactly.
1: <what> she <laughs> <said>. <laughs> uh and here we've got a rope with no ends and here is an is two ends with no rope Swipe yeah. uh, and
2: she's <laughs> the frustrated to, frustrate to no end. but just <laughs> ropes aside um i i want to tell you guys about this uh doodad here right. fact, it might even be fun let's to actually it about perform this. live <laughs> i might even be fun to perform live on this uh on this thing because it's 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 a ripper let's let me tell you guys about yeah, it let's, let's do let's a wizard let's do a Piper oh, magic. What did you
1: product.
2: just say? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, what "Was that? Cause he was, I heard him talking. I was like, what was that? But I was saying, let's do a Piper magic product review. So with this product, you can perform incredible mind reading and memory stunts using a crossword puzzle book, and that's because from the brilliant mind of Dan Harlan, I bring you My Word, which is a really, really awesome product. Now, what this is is it's a uh, it's a crossword puzzle book, which I'll actually try and bring open to show you guys. So it's packaged beautifully in this doodad here. It's just a nonchalant puzzle book, right? And should we actually do it? Should we do it live? Sure, you can go for it. Uh, Do you have something handy you can write on right now? Do you have something handy you can kind of write on?
1: I do. Yeah. I got some some cash I can probably Okay.
2: Yeah. So so what I want you to do, Doug, I just want you to get out a piece of paper. Okay. Now the way you would present this is you would perhaps (laughs) put like a a bookmark. Yeah. Um so you can turn up into any page and uh, uh just just look at one of these words like in this crossword, just there and just write one of these words down um and commit to it, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You got the other word? Terrific. So we're going to, it's kind of like you can present it in many different ways and I'll do it in a kind of just for the sake of time. Um, we are going to do a kind of um, kind of hangman type type deal. Okay. I'm going to try, guess the letters in your word and uh, you're going to cross them out as we go along. And I'm going to ask you in the last letter to let me know when we get to the last letter. Okay. Just so we can try to figure out, let's go for Hi. a safe letter like, like the letter I.
0: Yeah, there's a Terrific.
2: Terrific. Um, a T? Yep. Great. Um, An E? Yes, sir. Awesome. You're pretty good at uh, this. Is there an R?
0: There is. Cool.
2: Uh, let's go N.
0: That completes the letters.
2: Oh, so you need to tell me what the last word was. So the last word was an N. Is that right?
0: Oh, it's cool. No, it's oh, great. Oh, the last well, letter weird. was a T, my mistake.
2: Oh, no, it's okay. Maybe no, your it's
0: instructions true. were unclear. No, when we got, when was there was, one, good
2: was good. one letter left, you are supposed to let me know when there's one letter left because we crossed them hmm. off. That's great. So, so we've got uh, a T, an E, I. Uh, is, is the word inert?
0: Yeah. If you can read my writing, that's what it is.
2: Awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, that's phase. cool. It's super cool. It is a super cool book test that is really – Left of center, so it's not a book test in a sense, but what I love about this more than anything is that you don't get any answers wrong. Like, you just don't get answers. Like, there's no wrong, like, oh, if it's not this, then it's this. Like, you literally hit every single time. And you can take it a step further. It is so good, man. It's so good. It's really inspired a routine that I've got actually currently put together because of this. Like, it's so great. Um, So in it, you get this beautiful, really innocent-looking... Uh, uh, crossword book, and you know, the Which to clarify
0: the, you just hand out and say, Open it and look at a word in the puzzle. That's
2: absolutely, what yeah, yeah, yeah. What you would do though, if, for those who are watching this, um, you would go over the words that are semi filled in, um, with a blue biro pen just to ensure that it looks more authentic, that you have actually done what you're going to do with it and make it seem like you are actually using it and are going through these, um, through these yeah. crosswords. Yeah, but as make far as look real, yeah, but as far as difficulty goes, it's not difficult at all. So you get like a really well explained video tutorial because it was created by Dan Holland, but taught by Nick Lucapo, as most Penguin products are. It's super easy to do. There is zero memory memory work required because there is a really well hidden crib on the actual. Uh, crossword book itself but if you want to perform it like a master jedi you need to remember like 11 letters at the most in order to be able to totally nail this right so as far as pros and cons goes like you hit every single letter without any peaks, any stooges and the memory work is just crazy crazy easy so not difficult at all there is a two-phase routine um which is extremely fooling where what you would do is you would ask someone to just um there's like 50, 50 puzzles in here. So they they can go through and look at the actual questions. So if somebody said four, you would go like, oh, someone prone to excessive anxiety. Now, either they know the answer or they look up the answer. And then you can find out what they're thinking of by doing that as well. The only con with that is that people aren't too familiar on how to navigate their way around a crossword puzzle book. Because it's not a very common thing. And I was wondering if that's actually like something that's going to work against you. Like, is this dated? Is it something that's like too far gone? And I did some diligence on it. And I saw in a Times Magazine article that um, 50 million people do their crosswords as part of their everyday life. And there's also a um, like a crosswords with friends that people play like on their mobile phones. And as well as that, this was really news to me, they do crossword tournaments
0: oh damn really exciting stuff
2: (laughs) 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 they
0: probably have conventions too
2: right now piper as far as cost goes piper magic have this for 65 aussie dollars which is about 42 us and is it worth this absolutely like the printing is super convincing it's pretty durable as long as you take care of it. Like I put all my books in like Tupperware containers when I do my book tests. So I've never had to like, I don't just throw them in with my stuff and let them get like shat on. I take care of them good and proper. But once again, it's just another good idea where they've taken something that's to me, super duper unique. And they have put it at a price point, which makes it super affordable because as we all know, the mother of all book tests is somewhere in the vicinity of hundreds of dollars. And so you get to price this as something that makes it super accessible Super clean and for me, super cool. So I love it. So I
0: like this for the home social performer. You leave this sitting around on your coffee table or maybe this, if you're doing magic in the bathroom, maybe you got a copy of that by, you know, and you're in there doing social bathroom magic.
2: You're doing the yeah.
0: bathroom Like no nice.
2: <laughs> That guy that hands you cologne when you're done using the men's room <laughs> yeah, and stuff, a razor. And you're like, Hey man, uh cool crossbow. Can sure. I show you something?
1: Yeah, Yeah. we, we had a comment. Uh, was it Bob? Yeah. Bob had a great point. He said, do this at a nursing home and you'll have, there
2: you go.
0: This is Uh, a, this is a lifetime employment for someone.
1: Absolutely. Like it'll,
2: it'll absolutely slaughter. And you know, it's very easy to motivate using the book as well. Um, so it's, I, I think it's pretty awesome. So as far as like, who would this be a benefit for again, it's for anyone looking for something to add to their repertoire, at a decent price point, so you can actually put a proper book test into your realm and start performing this. Uh, it's for anyone who's looking to add more book test options, like we spoke about earlier, when you are doing shows and you want it to be different every single show. This rec- th- you could literally just grab this and perform it immediately without being like, now I gotta remember all these words. Like the way you sort of have to remember the um the note cards acronym for the mother of a book test. Like you wouldn't have to do that with this. You could just literally use that off the bat with zero practice. Like I watched the video once and performed it immediately. And it's slaughtered. Like, it's just, it's, I have a question. Yes, sir.
1: You're given the choice to do my word or wiki test. Which one are you going for?
2: I would go my word.
1: Okay. Very good. That was a test and you passed. (laughs)
2: <laughs>
0: Do you own any other book tests? Do you have any other ones to compare it to?
2: Yeah, so between this and the end in which you yeah. use that book to, uh in which you start at the end and you reveal the words backwards, I think that's equally as good for different reasons because it's just a, a different presentation. There is the other one which is the um which is done through the magazines. Um, oh yeah,
0: that's a good one too. Yeah.
2: That's mm-hmm. a good one too. So they're all great for their own separate yeah. reasons. Right. I do love WikiTest, but, you know, there's always that notion of you're hacking or you're this or you're that or you're blah. So it gets difficult in that sense, right? And I and I perform, like, WikiTest roving, you know, and I get a lot of crap. And the moment you have, like, a wristwatch on you or any tech on you or there is someone around you or something like that, like this so People thing- are calling
0: you out on the tech during that perform- performance. Yeah. Adventure. Yeah. Even with exactly. that pure of a of, of a just look at any word and you're able to just start doing the thing.
2: Yeah, and again, and 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 like the weakness that something like the mother or book the, the mother oral book test has is that you need to know what the first letter is. So you have to get something wrong, and you can make it like a oh sorry I meant the blah like I don't yeah. I don't present it, I present it in a different way. I have them point to someone in the audience and go think of the first letter and if it hits slaughters that's but cool. if that person goes what letter is that they think it of they go P I go, what's your letter they go N sit down you know like
0: well, this is wiki test covers this kind of because you get the first word you get the nail their search it's like yeah. bang you get a hit that's a killer and then if you miss one letter it's almost forgivable as you get anything they think of
2: Well, so again so it's forgivable but it's not a hit and I'm not someone with my character who can play magician in trouble I can't, you know, yeah. someone like, I mean, another fun gig story aside, someone had said to me, you like, this is someone I work for. They said, the way you walk through a crowd, like you, you look like you're walking to the soundtrack of smooth operator. Like that is what you sound like. That's the way you move. Like you own this room and it's like, and I can't be like, Oh, goofy. I screwed up. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, around, yeah. But I can't, I don't do yeah. the magician in trouble thing very well. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you Like, I know I'm going to nail you. I know I'm going to blow your mind. And I know I'm going to take you home that night. Like, that's the energy I put out. It's very big alpha <laughs> energy.
1: So Separate gig to those kids he's talking about that he gets them to separate get Separate
2: gig. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: so, look, I think it's a great product. It's something that, like, is so fun to use. And I haven't been able to, like, put it down. Like, I've had it for for a few weeks now, and I just – I love it. Like, I think it's so cool. So – and I love the method to it, which is what I'm using uh, for a new idea that I'm working on, which I'll tell you guys after the show um, because it's a work in progress. But I think it's great. And if you like it and you want to get it, you should get it from pipermagic.com.au and use discount code – Piper guys. So you can get a discount on a really, really awesome, well-priced product that's going to fool the crap out of not only you, but all your magician friends because it is genius straight out of the brain from Dan Harlan. I say get it.
0: I'm you can buy goodness. anything with the name Dan Harlan on it and win. So know yeah. that too. If you if you don't if you don't appeal to this one, anything with his name on it is worth getting likely.
2: And he's just Nick. the coolest guy. His workshop was the greatest thing ever. Remember in Brisbane, Josh? Remember that, that workshop he did? That,
1: that is exactly oh. what I was gonna bring up.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, tell he, him. He, he, yeah, Doug. So essentially, I'm sure I brought this up before, probably when it happened. So he is like, all right, who has an effect that they're working on or are doing that's in their show? Come up, I'll make it better. Is essentially what he did. He's like, I'll, I, you know, I, uh, I charge thousands of dollars to consult for magicians, but I'm going to do it for free. Come up, and he does it, yeah. and it's insane how fast he works to make a routine so much better. And uh, a quick example was like this: um, one of our friends went up and he was doing a routine about the, uh, the four races, but he was talking about Harry Potter um, and how in Harry Potter they do spells and stuff like that, and he's like, so I'm going to do one um, to find the four races. But what, he, what Dan Harlan did at the end, like he'd helped him routine all this stuff, and then he just did a simple touch, which is like, and if I turn these over, oh, yeah, this is the, uh, the four race spell. And he, like he called it a spell rather than like a routine, and it just all these little touches were just—it was crazy how fast he could work to make. I
0: something, love something I love that format fun. of let me make you better today now and let everyone experience that and everyone grows from that.
1: It was really great. It was really great. It should be more everyone of that. Was a little nervous to get up because yeah, right. You know, you're getting stripped yep. in front of everyone, but. Yeah. Um, everyone who got up like got so much out of it.
0: I saw a clip of David Williamson doing that experience. And he's, he starts, the guy takes the cards out of the box and Williamson gets on him right away. You're not going to take him out of the box that way, are you? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: oh man. He goes That's on from funny. there. Williamson.
2: Anyway, yeah, He's great.
0: To I think we're that. done. I think we did a podcast, fellas. What, we were Guys, I think
1: we've done a podcast. You know, mm-hmm. also speakpipe.com forward slash the magic guy. Send him some more voice messages. Yeah,
0: let's me. give and take some more. It's good or that way.
1: Heck yeah, yeah. Yeah. It makes it more fun when we can interact with everyone. But it's good to have Absolutely. the whole the the whole band back. And yeah. next week we're going to have, gonna have a guest as well.
0: Rick's a cool Everything. guy. He's like the Bob Ross of magic. I got to yes. chat with him quite a bit over the last few weeks. Love Rick. Yeah.
1: I like that. All right. Well, Doug, you've been away for a while. So here is the final word from Daddy Doug.
0: Man, I have been away for a while because sometimes you have to leave your comfort zone to do things. So that's going to be our final word. Uh, You know, go figure something out that's a little bit outside your bubble and go make some memories and make yourself a better person, a better artist. and. Uh, bye. Thanks for listening. It's
2: time for us to disappear now. Disappear now. But we'll see you again on the next episode of The Magic Guys.